We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Matt here, but you can call me Matub, and welcome to the Pack-A-Day Podcast, your favorite place to get Green Bay Packers news 365 days a year. And as I said before, it might not be your favorite, but we'll make it. As with me, as always, is Zach Jacobson. Say hey to the people, Zach. Hey, people. So, Zach, uh, football happened. It did. It, it actually happened Thursday night. We had a, a slate of preseason games, and among them were the Packers. They hosted a preseason game. So we already have a breakdown of the game uh, a couple episodes ago, but Zach and I have our, I guess you could call them our memed players now, the ones that we are forever associated with. So let's start off with your guy, Raven Green. How did we, how did we fare with Raven Green this week? Well, he didn't, he didn't play an abundance of snaps, so you know, he didn't really see the field very much, but I mean, he, he had a third of the amount of tackles that Oren Burks had, and Oren Burks led the team. So you know you can put two and two, two, two and two together. Green had a couple a couple tackles. Same amount as Reggie Gilbert, Montrevious Adams, Kyler Fackrell, the God Kyler Fackrell. Oh, okay. So so the he, he, he the Kyler the freak Fackrell. So Raven Green was in the mix there. You know, just not really making any noise yet. Fair enough. Um, yet yet. Okay, so we're gonna do yeah. the, the yet. So yet. it's interesting that you mention Oren Burks. We saw some rookie mistakes out of him, I guess we could call it, like not jamming inside five yards in coverage. But we saw closing speed. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. The closing speed was unbelievable. Two plays specifically. One was a pass to the the left flat, 
and he just closed in in a heartbeat. You look like freaking Nick Barnett out there. And then another one where he just absolutely blew up a screenplay at uh, towards the beginning of the game. Like mm-hmm. he crashed down in a damn heartbeat. It was it, it was crazy how fast he was, and you know that's why the Packers drafted him. So when you mention uh, Raven Green not having as many tackles as Oren Burks, I think that's that's fair. Uh, Burks was out there at, basically testing to see if he could be a starter. Well, that's why that's why I said he had a third of the amount of tackles Burks had. Because if I said he had four fewer tackles, that sounds bad. So I had I had to, I had to sugarcoat it a little bit to make there him sound go. good. That worked. <laughs> um, Twist then, things a little bit. And then my guy. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scanling having 101 yards on five catches and just beasting on fools. Yeah, he saw seven targets, you know, and averaged over 20 yards a, a catch. You know, crazy. And specifically that deep ball was it Tim Boyle that threw that deep ball yeah. or was it Des- Deshaun Kaiser? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it was well because Boyle was just out there slinging it. He was just throwing it 20 yards down the field. Oh yeah, so the, yeah, he was he was just launching it. That 50 yard catch I think was from Boyle. Because I remember uh, Ross, Ross Uglum, one of our fellow hosts, talking about mm-hmm. on Twitter, uh, was it the Mike McCarthy school of, of throwing with it out your feet set? Yeah, 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 you're right, never mind. And there's the, <laughs> the, the, the screen capture of both of his feet, both yeah. feet kind of like awkwardly positioned up in the air. <laughs> He's just launching the ball down the field. But hey, I mean, that's just, that's just how it works, right? If if it gets the job done, I mean, go for it. It works for Aaron Rodgers, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so Aaron mentions that he does that to keep his his feet from getting caught up. That's like he thinks it it will prevent future tears. Smart. I don't I don't know if I agree with it, but you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty much inclined to believe that a world class quarterback kind of knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So the, I'm, I'm not gonna fight it. The uh, it looks like it is. I, I so I'm looking at the screen cap right now. Um, it looks like it might be Kaiser who chucked it with his feet not planted. I I had a feeling it was Kaiser. The the deep ball boil through was the the 52 yarder to Kumaro. Yes, that That's, was the, okay. The, the, the yeah, touchdown. I'm, yeah, I, that was the one we're talking about. It's been about. days. I'm already forgetting how things went. But I just love Ross's. Comment here: The Michael John McCarthy school of heaving the ball forty-five <laughs> yards downfield with zero feet planted. Oh, Ross is the gem. So, can we also talk about how the Titans look like the Tennessee Seahawks? Why do you say that, Matub? Have you like tell me at first glance that the new Titans uniforms don't look like a Seahawks alternative? They actually do look like the you know the the, the blue pants, white jerseys combo like they wore in uh, what was the Super Bowl. Forty-eight, I think it was against the Broncos. It looks just like that. Yeah. They're alternate uniforms. So I, okay, yeah, I, I get it now. Okay. So okay. when they when they when they zoom in and you see like the the shoulder, then you're like, okay, yeah, that's the Titans. There's a there's a sword there. But honestly, from a distance, I was like, well, that's not Tennessee. That's Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Uh, it's gonna take some getting used to. That's for sure. I'm not a big fan. I feel like too many teams are. are like forcing a uniform change nowadays. There have been oh my god, this offseason I think I've seen five or six think pieces of what would you do to improve your team's uniform? What's the worst uniform in the league? Let's talk about uniforms. The worst part is I've seen a couple of those about the Packers. Like why would you change Green Bay's uniforms? Right. It's tradition. That's just it's like it has the classic look. They've been like that for for just 50 years 
So the the only change I would possibly make, and it would just be for an alternate alternate, would be I kind of like the G on the arm, on the sleeves. Yeah. I know what you mean, like the war in like the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, a, I I feel you on that. It's a jersey associated with a dark era, but I can get mm-hmm. down with a little extra G because the jersey, while it is clean and it is plain and it is classic, it I think a little extra Packers flair somewhere and i'm not talking about like putting a, a cheese block on the shoulders <laughs> oh god no which is a little g <laughs> um i really like the hundred year patch i think that that is a snazzy addition i like any jersey patch i because mean, it just reminds me of the 2007 season and how much fun that year was <sighs> the 2007 season was fun all up until Favre went full Favre in the playoffs well, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to talk up until the divisional game against Seattle, the forty-two was forty-two twenty win. That's it. We're going to talk about that. That's it. <laughs> and that's, and that's the, the season. The season ended there, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what happened the, the following week. Fair enough. I like yeah. that you bring up how that that alternate jersey or, or the old school jersey is associated with the modern era, the G's and the sleeves. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, it's associated with the dark era. Sorry. Right. Uh, this would be a chance if they brought those back and implemented them. It would be a chance for an Aaron Rodgers-led team, a very successful team historically, to to kind of rewrite the narrative, you know, to change that. Oh, right. I mean, so, so the, sh- the Packers have missed the playoffs twice since Aaron Rodgers has become the starter. The odds are th- that you could bring redemption to that uniform. You are absolutely correct. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, honestly, the harm in it. But that's a, that's a story for another podcast, I guess. So uh, Madden came out yesterday as of recording so that'll be two days ago when this is posted Mm -hmm. i've been playing it as much as i possibly can our as well they they call the managing director of acme packing company text western apc calls him corporate overlord so i think we need some kind of name like that for andy corporate (laughs) overlord (laughs) but uh andy said that he once upon a time was a, a top 100 madden player and and a couple of the other guys were we're talking crap on Twitter. I'm a terrible Madden player, and I'm discovering this because this is the first time I've attempted to seriously play Madden in like a decade. Well, yeah, last time you played was what Madden 2008. Well, so that's the thing is is I Madden 2008 has a devout PC community because it was the last PC Madden, and they make right. ros- roster updates every year. There are mods to make the graphics better, to make it play more like a modern Madden. So there are modernizations to it but i've never played it against i guess you would call like the normal madden community and i went on and just played like a quick match and i got wrecked and then i went in and and tried to do some ultimate team solo challenges and i was getting wrecked i was (laughs) i was getting whooped everywhere so now i'm working my way through the skills challenge which or the skills trainer and the thing about the skills trainer is i forgot how really really important it would be for someone to play through that if they don't know much about the game because it takes you from it literally goes from beginning to end the beginning is this is the quarterback he starts with the ball once the center snaps it to him like that's the first lesson to the end it's like uh read if there's zone or man coverage and call a hot route on your slot receiver (laughs) oh so it's it that's it's the same setup they had in Madden 15. I kind of just jumped from like concept to concept without any like backstory or kind of like lead into it. I'm glad to see they haven't changed. So yeah, it it it, it does a really good job of it holds your hand enough in the beginning and then it it starts piling on like more difficult things. But something that I noticed while I was running through 
is I was getting to the point where they were I was doing the defensive adjustment and Madden has the Packers as a four three base team. Uh, yeah. Pretty My pet my pet, are you listening to this? Well, because he, he runs a four three under predominantly. Right. And we saw a lot of uh three three looks and and people are talking about how big nickel's probably gonna be the the base defense this year. But yeah, it was it was weird to see the team as a four three. Um I'm looking up I've posted a screenshot. So it's got Mike Daniels going up against the left tackle with uh Kenny Clark and Joey Mabu in the middle and Muhammad Wilkerson as the other end. You know what since you mentioned him, I'm just gonna say right now, don't sleep on Joey Mabu. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Joey Mabu was actually a late round draft crush of mine a couple years ago. Um, He didn't really do much athletically, but he really jumps out on tape as like a high effort guy. Hell, he didn't do much Thursday night either, but, you know. (laughs) Uh, I'm just saying, don't sleep on him. That's all. That's fair. Not putting putting him on Raven Green's level. Not putting him on Raven Green's level. Not, Uh, you know, calling him an all pro, but. But the interesting way that they have the. Because I was kind of weirded out to see Joey Mabu as a starting defensive tackle according to Madden's uh attempt at calling you know out like who's going to be who um but it turns out they only have according to Madden they only have three defensive tackles in Kenny Clark, Joey Mabu and then oh god who is the uh Lancaster? Tyler Lancaster. Yeah. So those are the three defensive tackles listed on the depth chart. Everyone else is an end. So Montrevious Adams is Listed as a backup to Mike Daniels as a defensive end. That ain't right. And then uh, wait, Mike Daniels is a defensive end. Yeah, game? it has Mike Daniels as he's going up against a left tackle. So what is that? The right end. Yeah, that would make him the yeah right end. And he's listed as a K- ninety-one KGB KGB's old spot. Yeah, but Mike Daniels is listed as a ninety-one overall as a right end. So, have you tried moving him to defensive tackle and seeing what his rating is? Yeah, it's uh, eighty-nine. I think. You know what? That just makes me angry. Because because his natural position, he's worse at. Yeah, but I mean, like he he he's a he's a defensive tackle. Like in real life, they've done that for years. Actually, they've had him as a defensive end in the game. Right, because he's three four defensive end. To most people, is going to be a defensive tackle. Whereas in Madden, if you have the words DE attached to you, you are a four three DE. Yeah, but the much. um linebacker situation is kind of interesting. Starting in the middle is. Uh, Martinez, of course, and then the left outside linebacker is Clay Matthews, and the right outside linebacker is Oren Burks. That's well. See, that depends on scheme. So, that completely it, depends. Because I know it's like Seattle, Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. They're uh, I'm not sure if it's left or right, but one of their outside linebackers kind of lines up as an inside linebacker. It's kind of kind of in that position, right. and the inside sometimes inside linebackers line up in like an outside linebacker position, like on the edge, but not exactly on the edge, kind of like a little, little, like, kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, kind of like more towards like the middle of the defense, but still on that side of, of the line. So that could be reasoning behind it, but he's definitely not an edge rusher. Right. So I think, I think that this is just looking at a four, three base and it could just be because of the situation I was in. I, once I play a little bit more and look at some different, situations and and get into the playbook we can see how the lineup changes for example the way i would line up is i would have a 4-3 under where i would actually do daniels clark wilkerson 
as hands in the dirt and then have a stand-up edge rusher either be Nick Perry or Clay Matthews. Right. That's pretty much... Well, I would, I would probably have Clay Matthews playing inside, but that's, a, that's another thing. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and that's the other thing, is, is playing a 4-3 outside linebacker, you're basically an inside linebacker. That's That right. would be an inside linebacker for us. Um, and Clay is... He's listed over 80. I can't remember exactly what his overall is right now. But the last note I want to make on Madden is the corner depth chart. I think Ooh. is pretty interesting. Uh, the Packers' number one rated corner is Tremont Williams with a 78 overall. Uh, the next four corners listed are Kevin King, Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander is a 77, just as King is. Josh Jackson is a 75. And Devon House is a 74. <laughs> I think it's a little generous for House. But I, I think mostly everything else is kind of on point, actually. So because you, you you can make a case that Tremont should be the highest rated of that group because he had a great year last year. Right. King King only you know started five games, played in like what nine. So you know the, he didn't really didn't even put together a full season. So Madden is I would say I'm not gonna say like disrespecting the um, rookies, but they have phenomenal numbers. So Jire has a 93 speed rating and a 94 agility with a 93 acceleration. But his awareness is 65. <laughs> so they're saying he's dumb as a box that, of rocks. Josh, that's, that's like the default, actually. 65 is always the default rating for something. Yes, for 65, oh, 65 is usually the default awareness for rookies. Right. So what they do is they give them true athletic stats. Like, yeah, dude, dude is fast. Dude is quick. He's strong. So let's give him all those stats. But we can't make him like a 90 overall as a rookie. So let's just make him stupid. <laughs> he's fast, he's strong, he's athletic, but he's dumb as hell. Yeah. Strong like bull, smart like tractor. <laughs> but the my favorite thing is so the depth chart only lists five potential players, and that would be for like I guess like a quarters situation. The next listed cornerback, like so they have the grayed out ones. The next listed actual cornerback is Quentin Rollins at seventy three. But the first listed alternative is haha Clinton Dix. Wow, so, he's he's listed above Lindsey Pipkins, Josh Hawkins, Conatello Brown, Herb, all those guys. Yes, uh, his overall, if you moved him to outside corner, would be eighty. <laughs> Maybe the Packers should look into this. <laughs> you know, with, with how much we have had to endure Packers playing out of position because draft and <laughs> scheme didn't fit, I really don't want to see Haha have to play man. And <laughs> put put him on the perimeter. Put Quentin Rollins at free safety. There you go. Oh, oh, okay. So it wouldn't be a Zach and Matt podcast if we didn't talk about curses, right? Well, before we get to that, okay. I just want to say that I don't believe for a second that Andy was a top ten whatever Madden player. He was a top one hundred according to him. You know what, Andy? If you're listening to this, I challenge you. Whenever I get the game, or you have the game, or whatever game you have. I'll get it, and we will play, and we'll see who's better. We'll really see. Okay, so here's Andy's exact words. I used to rank top 100 online and once finished third in the Madden Challenge at Green Bay. Last year I played less than 10 games, and now I have no Madden on launch day. I am old, sad face. Oh, no. Andy's Andy's going to get waxed. I'm sorry, Andy. (laughs) So... (laughs) If if this comes to fruition, I think that we need to figure out a way to like live stream it. 
I'm sure there, there's a way on YouTube you could do that, right? Oh, I think so. There has to be. Okay, so to wrap things up, bring it back into the real world football. Um, Kirk Cousins, actually, we found out has a a bit of a curse associated with him, in that every year he's been a starter, he has had the most or one of the most injured of course, yeah. offensive lines. So in 2015, he had the fifth most injured offensive line. In 2016, he had 10th. 2017, he had the third. And the Vikings guard, Nick Easton, already ended his season, and the season hasn't even started. So we now have four years in a row where Kirk Cousins has offensive line injuries. They lost someone else, didn't they? Like, um, they have no right side of their line. Well, and also their their left tackle is a cast-off from the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Riley Reef. Am, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm not too sure that the Vikings offensive line is going to be able to protect Kirk Cousins because he's, he's. I'm not going to say he's statuesque, but he's not Russell Wilson. I am going to, uh, oh, okay, you know what? I hate the Vikings and all, you know, I'm supposed <laughs> to, but I am going to play devil's advocate here, okay? Their line has been pretty bad for the last few years. Like, in 2016 when Sam Bradford was, was the quarterback there. You know, he, he played behind a horrible line, completed seven over 71% of his passes. But the thing is, he was averaging, like, about like right around seven yards, you know, per attempt. So, obviously, they worked with the offensive line. They worked with how bad it was, and he was able to just drop back, get the ball out quick. You know, he didn't stand there, kind of just dance around. I don't know if Kirk Cousins is capable of doing that, kind of, you know, playing in like a quick-paced offense where you can just, you know, take a two-step drop, get the ball out quick, or the Vikings can build an offense like that around him like they had with Bradford a couple of years ago. But it's not looking good. <laughs> and as much as I want to see the Vikings fail and I want to make fun of Kirk Cousins, you know, signing an $84 million deal, make fun of the Vikings, blah, 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 you know, they've seen this happen before. So that's, you know, that's that. I hope for the worst, obviously. <laughs> wow. That is, that is some <laughs> harsh, harsh words. Hey, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. I'm trying to play both sides. And see, I've been hoping that they aren't as bad as people are saying, but they aren't going to be as good as the hype either. Like, I don't think that they're going to be this train wreck disaster that some people have said, and I don't think that they're going to be this unstoppable juggernaut. I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they're a 10-win team, even with the new quarterback and losing. Um, didn't they lose our offensive coordinator? E- yes. Yeah, so... I think that they're going to be able to adjust just based on the talent. I think they're a 10-win team. I don't think that they're like a lock to go to the Super Bowl, as I've been hearing. It's just... Right. I think they're a playoff team. I well, think they can easily secure like like the fifth or sixth seed. They'll, they'll maybe be a wild card team. Yeah, there you go. And I, I also think, here's my hot take, I think that Cousins is a downgrade at quarterback. You think he's worse than Keenum? I think Keenum hit the perfect system and like you said, like molding around the player that you have. I think Keenum was the perfect storm last year, and I don't think that Lightning is going to strike twice. I don't think that the Vikings are going to be able to reproduce what they got out of Keenum with the $24 million man. I don't know. I mean, look, I trash Kirk Cousins just as much as anybody. I make that, like, immensely clear on Twitter. Like, I don't like Kirk Cousins. Nothing he does has ever made me go, or nothing he's ever done has made me go, wow, this guy is good. Wow, look at this guy <laughs> on my TV right now. Oh, my God. He's so talented. Look at that throw. Like, I've never done that watching Kirk Cousins. You know, he, I always thought he was the product of his supporting cast in Washington. So, so 
my my favorite thing that, that my insult for Kirk Cousins is he looks like a sociopath who read about emotions in a book. <laughs> <laughs> like he studied emotions to try and like, yes. learn emotions. <laughs> yes, he is either a serial killer or a robot. I haven't decided. <laughs> my favorite comparison to him was when I, I actually compared him to like uh, you know the, the normal SpongeBob. You know the hi, how are you? Yes. Yeah. That was that was my comparison to Kirk Cousins, and I thought it was spot on. I think it's pretty wanna, accurate. Don't, don't want to toot my own horn, but you know. Okay, guys. Well, we have actually run long today, believe it or not. Just having too wow. much fun talking about fake football and and curses. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I, I guess we're Christopher Walken today. Yeah, I was feeling a little. I was feeling like I was feeling like sitting, but then I felt like walking. Get it? <laughs> Get it? You yeah, get it? I got it. I got it. That's, that's good. <laughs> did, did I ever tell you the story about Christopher Walken hosting Saturday Night Live? I don't think you did. So he was, he's hosting Saturday Night Live, and he goes up to Dave Grohl, who was the musical guest, and he asked him where the accent in Foo Fighters is. And Grohl goes, uh, in, in Fighters, I guess? <laughs> and so then they, they go to do the next bump, and Christopher Walken goes... Musical guest, the Foo Fighters. He <laughs> <laughs> does not know how to say it or what. No, because he wanted, uh, he just wanted to do the Christopher Walken, bleh, like, and the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters. <laughs> wow. All right, guys. On that note, you can find me on Twitter at Call Me Matub, and you can find Zach. You are at is it Zach A Jacobson? Correct, Zach A Jacobson. Zach A Jacobson. Ah. You can follow him on Cheesehead TV. You can find me on Acme Packing Company. And you can find us both on the Pack-A-Day podcast. And you can find that on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and on Cheesehead TV. And Spotify now. Actually. Oh, and we're on Spotify now. I forget. That is so cool. Dude, do you know how hard it is to get on Spotify? Really damn hard because it took us like a few weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everything awesome. else approved us. Yeah, everything else approved us. But it was Spotify that was holding out. They, want, <laughs> well, they wanted to play hard to get. Thank you, Andy, for putting in the work and for getting us out there. Also, make sure to follow the Packaday Podcast on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. And that should do it for us. It is currently very late. It is eleven o'clock my time. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's nine fifty here. I don't want to sound old. I mean, I'm only twenty three, but it's nine fifty here, and I'm tired. So, uh, well, I, I you had a lot of tacos tonight, right? I actually did. I, <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to Chronic Tacos. <laughs> no, I found out through Wee Man. I wouldn't have known Chronic Tacos existed if I didn't grow up watching Jackass. So thank you, Wee Man. So there you go. Find us, <laughs> find us, find our podcast, download it, and go eat some Chronic Tacos if you're ever in California. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That'll do it for us in this long rambling outro. As always, I'm Matt, but you can call me Matub. And I'm Zach, and I still need a catchphrase. <laughs> All right. Have a good day, and go pack. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Backpedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Good Adams! 30! Turns up field, 25! Cutting right to the 20! 15! 10! 5! Devontae Adams to the south end zone for the touchdown! Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.